a great Australian sprinter, nature's type, and Dave McDonald, and look how far they've won by. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying! The autumn sun, boy, you'll have to be good to win from there. Artorias pounces, bombs them, and wins! A man down this week. Julie So, I reckon. I, I, this JC bloke, I, he just sounds like an absolute fucking fraud to me. I don't know about you, but. Comes in, gives the tips. Started okay, he did. to be fair. Started okay. And, we did put uh, a bit of pressure on him earlier, so maybe he just couldn't handle it. Or... We did. It's almost like a bit of a funeral this episode yeah. for everyone out there. So if you just joined us, welcome back to the lottery. Episode 23. Flying along. Joined by the host, Lottie himself. How have you been? I've been well, mate. I've I've didn't go too well on the punt on the weekend. It was pretty, pretty average day for betting. Uh, it wasn't my birthday, but so I got to celebrate that then at the local and more than put me uh, invested in my investment back through the uh, golden the bull rush game and it absolutely took my money in half. Yeah, no, nah, couldn't agree more with you on the weekend. That was the Tac Cup. I believe you went to the Tac Cup. I did. Jenko got his yeah, four in four, a row. I was going to bring that up in our news bits. But we might as well just head straight over it now. I, was it? Smashing, smashing eagle, smashing eagle, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, soaring eagle, soaring eagle, soaring yes. eagle. Smashing dollar, eagle would have been huge it was, if it was at the Tat Cup. To dollar, be fair. What did it go around? A dollar thirty-five. Uh, it was about a dollar forty-five by jump. Yeah. Um, he was a nervous man. Yeah, I oh, truly so. Like even at the railway when it was coming on, I was like, oh, this thing surely can't lose. But the thing that comes second, it was. 11, 12 bucks or something, maybe hot diggy, whatever it was. And it, it put her in a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it did. Were, yeah. There, were, were there a couple of nervous, nervous boys around there at that time? Yes, yeah, so I was one of them. I think it was my first win for the day, too, $1.45. So that really summed up my day and the way I went. But congratulations to Jenko and Bright Oak Racing. They got four in it done a row. Four in a row. Uh, he was a relieved man after getting it done. And yeah, four in a row is very impressive. So it was good. Even, even for like a. Small town cup, like to be able to consecutive do it four years in a row is just no matter what cup it is, it's it's a bloody good effort to be able to have a half decent horses that it can, can they can run in a race like that four years in a row. So it just goes to show how how well that stable can train. So I think they've turbo turbo won it last year, soaring eagle won it this year. Like they just it just goes to show like they've just naturally just have their horses naturally rock hard fit this time of year. And I think they might have said it was a target race. They might have been targeting it, yeah, simply because they know it was four feet, but. They trained it well and they and they got the chalky, so you can't really ask more more than any of those boys. But those boys are low hanging flying at the moment. The yeah. Bright Oak and Jenkins stable. Yeah, they are. And like I said, I was about zero from eight at that stage. And uh, if that one hadn't have got up, uh, would have been in a bit of strife. And I had a couple of winners from there, but for me, that was a bit as well as it went. And uh, because we have this vacant seat next to us here, it'd be interesting to see when JC does return. If he does, and obviously. The reason he's not here is the beanstalk lost on the weekend. So we'd won a fair few in a row. That's I think we were. I think I'd, I'd, when I had my own one, I think I got up to like seven or eight straight and then I got arrogant and then took a took a roughie to place and it didn't come last. And then we started it back up with the three with the three Migos. And yeah, we get up to it. We, we put a fair bit in and we got it up to a, I think we were sitting at 320, 340 bank. I believe it was going to be over 400 return, but. I tell you what, though, he was the hardest one to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was definitely the. But I, I remember even with him talking to him about off, like we we're talking about it off air, and he rattled off about three other horses that we were going to do it at every single one of them place. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that he didn't mention was the one that he ended up backing on that come fourth. So that's duly fitting for the the man himself. But I think we we we, we might take a little hiatus uh, on the bench talk for now. We might even we might even come back with a new, not even like a bench talk, but like a new type of bet. Um, like I don't know, we might put the tables on. We might try to figure out something more unique and have another go at it. 
The whiteboard's going crazy. With yeah, we are. We are red hot for ideas at the moment, but we're going to kind of swim away from the Tech Cup that was last weekend. We're going to go to Sunday. That was the Japan Cup. It Completely was. Completely the end of the world. And we've probably seen two different animals running around. Like the Tech Cup horses were uh, very slow. Yes. yes. Yeah, very slow. But if you turn into the Japan Cup, you might have just witnessed one of the greatest horses to ever grace the turf in Equinox. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you always know that the leader at the front isn't necessarily going to be the one. And, you know, it's just that little bit of a set the pace off maybe to trick the other horses. But there was genuine fears that this $91 shot with 400 to go, it was like, okay, it's slowing down, but is there enough time for the other horses to catch it? Even I was like, holy shit, this thing might get done here. Like I was like that, that, like I remember they panned it at one point. He would have been at least 20 20 lengths in front, like absolutely cantering along. And that horse panned the lasso. Is is known to do that. Like that's just his natural racing pattern. Gets in front, and he's beat some pretty good horse, some pretty group horses over in um over in Ireland and like UK and that. He's beaten some pretty handy odds on pops by doing that exact same thing. So, just goes to show you, like he's come there, come over to Japan now for this race, and he's just gone to show that he put up a hot tempo. But Equinox and Liberty, even the filly in behind her, Liberty in behind him, Liberty Island, she was. Line before that, and just to be pipped off by the arguably the world's well, he is the world's greatest horse at the moment, and he just solidified her like even herself just to be able to run up to that caliber is just huge for a for a three year old filly to do that, and like in the main stage in a Japan Cup over twenty four hundred meters is just absolutely ridiculous. So tell you what, the crowd was bonkers. Yeah, too. I reckon they packed. I reckon they had a bet. Like I seen it sat they had they would have had like ninety thousand there. Yeah, and they're all. Have you seen? I don't know if you've seen it too much, but they post like pictures of stuff like they post pictures of the racetrack, like after the ra- like after the meeting itself, and it's just like there's all the Japanese over there. They're just like so traditional. They're like so clearly about respect and everything. Like their race courses and their like green grandstands and their grass are just picturesque. Like everyone's picked up their rubbish. Like everyone's just like they are just the most humble. They're just there to watch the race and they just take so much care and respect to their track and everything. It's a completely different beast here. It's like it's not the bag on Australians or anything, but like you see the pictures after like Melbourne Cup and everything and people are just fucking all over the shop and there's it pans in the air and just shoot everywhere and you're like I get like that's just our Australian culture in a way, but it just goes to show how like how different these cultures are. Like these guys are just brought up like that and at a at a massive day of like the Japan Cup, they still treat it with like the utmost respect and like there's dead silence before the race starts and like once the race is on, like they'll have a cheer for the crowd when it's going, but like other than that, it's just like complete and utter silence. Like you don't want to be the one speaking in that crowd. No, you don't. I would love to go over though. If oh, the, yeah. If the lottery podcast, actually the Beanstalk ever has a good win or something happens in our favour to fortunate, I'd love to head across. I would be. There, there's some definitely some uh, – some Beanstalk, what are they called? A bucket list, bucket list track venues. I definitely want to go to, and the Japan Cup is definitely one of those meetings. Uh, so we might head to a little quick break now. Uh, we'll come back with our little bit of a recap of the week that was, and then we'll come back with our tips for the weekend. Beautiful. So the week that was, we 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 are technically at the end of the spring carnival. We got the Zipping Classic Day this weekend which is the main end of the Spring Carnival. But we've got a couple of main races over in Ascot starting now. They've got their Pinnacle Series alive at the moment. So they're in their second week. So just around the grounds, they've got a couple of group races everywhere, um, but there wasn't really too much to take out of the weekend, just notable winners or horses to follow or anything. But I will go through a couple that I just want to note down for just the wins and everything that they had. Uh, Up in uh, Doombin, in one of their 
main races. I tipped Scolopini to win this race, and Zarastro was a favourite at three dollars twenty or something. I was like, nah, there's no way. There's like, I'm not backing this horse at three dollars twenty, and it absolutely pissed in. I made it. <laughs> I made it win of the day. I've never like this horse is an absolute beat. Like he wasn't a beat. Like he was not. He was. He was not the caliber that he is now. And Tony Gollan's taken him over just recently, I believe. Um, and the way he's just reverse trained this horse, like I don't know if it used to be a back marker, like it definitely didn't used to have its racing style, but he just kicked to the front. And even on the corner with like four or 500 meters to go, he was just sitting there and like full credit to the jockey. The jockey put him in that spot. She controlled the tempo and everything. Angela, Angela Jones, I believe. Um, but just the way she controlled the race, she just let everything else crawl and, and no one else wanted to make a move on her. She was just sitting there perfect. They might have thought that her run might come out, but. Zarasso just had everything left in the tank, and when he kicked eventually, he's, he would have been leading by two or three lengths with 300 metres to go, and he ended up winning by like six lengths. So is that win of the day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like to be able to control the speed like that and still have enough room in the room in the tank late to just accelerate past them, it's not normally easy for leaders to do. Normally when they lead, they just kind of stick at their one pace, and then they're just like nothing else can really bridge them. But this was a complete opposite. You roll it up there, roll the speed, control it so well but like normally like Zarasso just had everything left he still had another kick left in him and he absolutely put him to pay so not all not at all how the race I thought was going to pan out although the back markers would have got their chance a bit more but no that's just full credit to Angela Jones in that race she absolutely controlled it and that was the win of the day for mine um another one of the wins of the day or the placing of the day was the map over in um Morpheville like to, to, to nail us for the beanstalk to get third Oh, shit. Actually, I come fourth. I was going to say, what are you talking about? I know. I was trying to bag him out. <laughs> JC, what's going on? This uh, the who's, map. Who, I'd love to say who JC's tip this week. JC, who you got, mate? Yeah, no, he's not here. I just thought I'd double check on that. He is not here. Oh. But that's all right. Yeah, I was going to say, the map. Uh, you, you spoke about it off air with yeah, me earlier. It's like, I, I'll give it to him because he said he, he would have rattled off about three different horses to to um a place where there's going to be his other bets and he's probably picked the worst one out of it. It was like a it was like a 16 horse field, 2600 meter race. Um, the map had just it won last start with like 54 kilos or something in Flemington, and it was a good win. Like the the way it won, you're like this is a good horse, but it went back up to like 60 kgs. And hindsight, the major key here: if it come out and won, we wouldn't be bagging him out. We'd be like, "Fucking, you're a sick cut. Like this is like the best thing ever." We've had a few that have just, we have. just come through. Yeah, third, we have. So. so I can't really. Bet. It's a lot of pressure, but. Like just the way that like even when we we were watching the race live and it was looked like it was because there was a lot of horse in the race and me and me old man were trying to find it like where is it? I must have jumped more like it must be like a bit wide and then they zoomed out like times two and there was about six lengths last and we were like oh shit you <laughs> might be in a bit of trouble here and especially in the turn there was just so many in the race that like it literally had nowhere to go it had to peel wide and it would it would have been like seven or eight wide at the corner and just it still did well to make up the fourth um, but. That's right. That's punning at the end of the day. The beanstalk goes, the beanstalk goes under, um, and the JC would never be seen once again. Uh, over in WA, we had the uh, it was the railway stakes was the first of their group ones, and the race before that was the WA Guineas and Super Smink went around at a, like a dollar eighty or something, and I absolutely truckloaded into it because I thought it was going to absolutely brain them, and it didn't. Unfortunately, like this is where the Parnums, the Stevie, like I think it was. Stevie Parnham, like the Parnhams, like the, the trainer and the jockey went around. They won the WA Guineas on zip away and then Bustler got them home in the railway and I was absolutely near neither of them. 
a lot of people being tip and bust for two, but I was just like, no, nah, I reckon this. Who was on? Well, I was on Tuvalu. I was like, surely this. Like, I think we kind of do discredit the WA form in a subway. way. Like, Vic and this Vic and Sydney form is just so elite. Like, this is. And I, I, what, I liked. I liked. I like Ascot. Yeah, so do I. I, I. It's definitely good, but like, just like you don't think like you don't get as many good horses out of WA than you do. Like, you've had a couple. Like, obviously. Northerly and Amelia used to do at the moment, who still has a lot to live up to. But like just this Sydney and Melbourne elitist group here is like the best horses race here. Uh, and like sometimes they don't travel as well. It, it is like a good five hour flight over dub, like it's still a little bit of a travel. Um, but yeah, I even it, it was me, it was I was the perfect example. I was just head, I was heads up my ass. I was like Tuvalu, best class. This is way better than this lot, but just couldn't hack it on the day. Bustle is, is a well seasoned horse over there in, in the West and just proved too good over a mile. Um, I couldn't believe it. I wasn't on it. I've paid it's still paid out of nine bucks or something too, and had been getting tipped around a fair bit by a couple of tipsters. So people knew about it, but I definitely wasn't one of them. So <laughs> I was happy to wear egg on my face after that one. And Danny and Danny and Dan and Vic, we didn't have too many. We had the Cranbourne Cup on, and that was one by Charterhouse. And it was pretty like it's come from overseas and it's been competitive in a couple of like it's been running behind like Jimmy the Bear and Star Patrol and stuff down the. Around Flemington, it, it always it, it it was always drawn shit. It, it would always draw like sixteen to sixteen, thirteen to set. Like it, it never ever could get into its race. But I, I didn't expect the race to set up like this for the for the Cranbourne Cup with Ascension. She just led him at a pace, and she was kind of the exact opposite of Zarastro. Ascension didn't have anything left, whereas Zarastro just had so much left in the tank, and he kicked away. So. It's set up perfect for the back markers. Foxy Clee Pacho also in that race, the one that you tipped your best bit of the day was flying home late, but just the, the race is set up so perfect for, for, for Charterhouse and it finally got a deserved win and it was going around a pretty good, pretty juicy odds too. So I don't even, I think I got knocked out first. They got the quaddy. To me, I can't even really remember what I did in the quaddy. I was pretty hammered by the time it went around. So I'll forgive that, but yeah, Charterhouse deserved that win. It was a pretty good win in the end. Like the, even to the eye, those back markers you can make up a lot of ground late just is impressive wins to the eye. And I don't know if the clock backed it up as well, but I'm still full honest with it. But Warmonger in the first as well. I would just know I still I, I really like that horse. Um it was just it had sixty kgs and a too much work to do over two thousand meters. I think it was only the first time it's been up to two thousand meters as well. So it just never really got suited in that race. And it still did make up a bit of ground late. I'll give Damian Lane some cre- some cre- some credit there uh when, when it's due. So I wouldn't be sacking Warmonger. I still reckon that's going to be a pretty good horse come the autumn or next spring. So I wouldn't be sacking it. I'd still be following it and just be, be wary on this Cranbourne form at the moment. I'm not too sure how it's going to stack up. And I'm keen to see where you go this weekend in terms of the tips. Yeah. So, so we've where got, are you going to start? I'll, I'm going to start at Caulfield. Um, I've only got a, I've got five tips here, two at Rose Hill, two at Doom, and one on the feature race at Ascot. Yep. Uh, do, oh, did you, actually, do you, uh, have you had a look? Do you, do you know? I how personally it? haven't had a look. So yeah. this so, week, well, my tips and JC's. Yeah, a couple of other boys are. If keen he gets on doing back, if, if if we allow him to come back yeah. on, yeah, if we allow him to come back on, our tips will be on the Patreon, um, and a, we might even put a couple up on the socials as yeah, well, just we might, for people to follow. Yeah. So my, I'll, I'll give mine out now for the day. Um, I'm just going to go through and race by. I'm not going to go through every race. I'm just going to give you the ones that I've had a bet in, the ones that I'm going to tip into. So. Let's do it. The first, the first race of Caulfield I'm going to have a bet in is race three, and it's right down the bottom, number 12, uh, Fire Glue 2 uh, for Mickey D and the Hayes boys. Like just saying about this Cranbourne form, I just think like considering the, the way the track kind of played on that day, 
Fireglue to really ride the pat like if you can ride well against the pattern on a day like on an off day like that, it can shows it just shows that like you still got a bit of intent about you. And his recent form is just pretty hard to fault. Uh it's gonna be a soft track there. I don't even know what's gonna it might even be a heavy by the time the races come around on Saturday, you don't know. So I've done all my form for a bit of for softer heavy tracks. And Fireglow too can definitely can handle a soft track and can handle this distance. I think it's the only one to win over twenty four hundred meters before. And it's coming like it's only got fifty four kilos in a benchmark eighty four, and it's been racing in benchmark eighty fours and benchmark eighties. Whereas everything else has been coming out of seventies and like sixty fours. Like there's a couple of seventy eights. Kabosh from Sydney's come down was in seventy eight. So it's been running in the same grade and being competitive in it compared to everything else's up and graded and up on the weights. And you're still getting five fifty a win and two ten a place for fire glue two. And I. I, I even like two dollars ten a place bet is probably the best place bet of the day, um, but just even for a bet, like you, I think five fifty win is definitely a half decent uh, win bet to have in that race. So I am definitely with Fire Glue two in race three. Being stock, being stock, we might we'll wait and say. see. <laughs> race four uh, is my next tip of the day, and that's number one, uh, extremely rowdy. Another one coming out last weekend for this Cranbourne meeting. I, I, I can't get near the favorite of two dollars. Got pipped. It, it did make up a lot of ground last start. Uh, against the, the Brace and Style race, which, which was JC, and he landed his mega million dollar early quarter the other week, but wasn't to be. I think the track pattern definitely played into Miraville Rose making it up on that on that day, and I do not want to take $2 at nah. all. That's just steering me off. I want to go with number one, Extremely Rowdy. Two from two, it is uh, two from two on soft tracks as well. For, it's seven up to 1,400 metres now, but the way it won last week from 1,200 metres, I think it's 1,400 metres, even a mile, was suited perfectly now. And it's fifth up now. Can be a rock-hard fit, can handle a soft track, enjoy it Neil sticks with, and you're getting $6 a win compared to $2 a win for Miraval Rose, who has never – oh, sorry, has had a placing on a soft track, but it's never been tested in anything other than that. So wet track form, better price, it's got my money. So I am with uh, extremely rowdy in race four at Caulfield. I'm a big fan of that as well. I reckon you'll be walking out with briefcases if you get on extremely rowdy. It's race four, so it's nice and early in the car to get you up and about. It's going to be one of those ones that will get us a win. So extremely rowdy in the fourth at Caulfield. Race five is my next tip, and we're going with number one once again, Just Folk uh, for for Mark Zara and, and Gavin Bedgegood. Uh, comes out of the, comes out of the Charterhouse Cranbourne Cup last week, and I was just kind of knocking the Cranbourne Cup form just a couple of minutes ago, and I've Tip three horses are coming out of it, so <laughs> don't listen to me. But just I, just the way it it stole up the ground late, um, can hit like it's from soft and heavy. It's it's had like what's that seven? It's had nine placings, not nine nine placing dividends on soft tracks and three wins from five starts on heavy. So if it gets the wetter, the better for this um for this horse. Marks are is on. I'm a massive fan of Ain't No, Ain't no Deal Done. This It's come back massive, but it's never won or, or placed on a soft track before. So it's kind of scared me off at that price. So I'm pretty happy to wear it. Just Folk like, can handle the soft tracks flying. I think that um, Cranberry Cup form is going to stack up here. Gate 6 uh, with Mark Zara in the saddle just looks too good of a bet, really. It's not, it's not a steal at the price, but just for that kind of race and for, if, that it can handle a soft track has definitely got my money. So I am with Just Folk. In couldn't, race six, couldn't I mean, sorry, disagree anymore. Uh, I might sorry. get Renee to get the artsy kit out and let's roll the dice because I'm a big fan of this horse. Yeah, the number seven, Mickey D on board. It's paying good money at eight fifty. So might do the same as oh, I reckon that, that's that won the first the day you were there, weren't? Didn't yeah. it? Yeah, and like yeah, I'll give it that. Like 
definitely at 850. So you know what that means? It's not going to do nothing this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Beanstalk. Uh, race six is my next best is my next bet of the day, and that's in the favourite, uh, Vilana. She's been coming through these uh, Subaru Picard stakes, and, and she definitely finds the track that she needs now, which is a rain-affected track. 16 out of 1,400 metres. It's one of 1,400 metres before. Soft track. Jamie Carr sticks with. It's still accepted for Sydney as well, but I think with the rain, it's more predicted here. I think they're going to stick here. Uh, I think Caulfield was suited well. It, it did it like... Compared to the run that I had last week, it just never really got into the race as well on Sir Rupert as it should have. Um, it's, I, I think I'm putting that down to a good track. It definitely swims better through a, through a rain-affected track. So gets good track, good jockey on. Probably got the best form in the race as well. Uh, it's won some pretty good form races coming um, previously as well. So I am with Valana in race six at Caulfield. Yeah, the only one really challenging in his unusual culture for me with Craig Williams. But from that, I reckon Valana should be the one to get up. My final bet of the day at Caulfield is race eight. And I am not getting off the flooring at Muramasa now. Three stars is prep, going to go for four in a row now. Sticks to court, like had a good win of the Kunji at Caulfield just recently. Rain affected track. Shouldn't be an issue. This horse is absolutely, it's come back a different horse, this prep. Can't knock winning form. Like it's looked, per, like it is coming back from 2,600 meters now to a, uh, 2400 meter race but it's oh, i just think it's too good of a horse i don't think that should worry it at all there are some good horses in the race duke decess is a good horse shock over is a good horse uh and even military mission who was in the melbourne cup and vow and Eclair won this race last year and he's gone back again but i just don't know how he's going to be on rain affected tracks i think he will definitely need a, a drier track so i'm pretty happy to stick with the flying muramasa in the zipping classic which is the FISA race of the day at uh, Caulfield. Speaking of brief cases, Muramasa all the way. I completely yep. agree on that. $4.40, I reckon that'll get crunched into about three fifty by the time it jumps. Uh, the next track I'm going to head to is Rose Hill. And I've only got two bets here uh, as of right now. And I'm going to race seven, which is the James Squire Festival Stakes. And I'm going with a bit of a roughie. Oh, it's, it was a, well, it still is. Number eight, Felix Majestic, each way. It, it opened at $19 and it's, it's already in the $12. Needs good ground, which is probably going to get Loves Rose Hill. It's up in distance near to 1,500 metres from its last couple around 1,400, 1,300. But this horse is just airborne. I reckon I wrote it, I reckon I wrote it off its last start. And after yeah. it only just won by 0.01 of a length or something ridiculous. So it, it's proved me wrong there, and it's not going to prove me wrong again. I can see how $19 was wrong, and they've backed it into $12, uh, and so they should have. But I still think $12 right now is still an unbelievable price for this kind of race. Grabini is the favourite at... 440 and coming up the Goldman Cup win, but hasn't drawn as good as Felix Majestic. I think it's a better draw for Felix and probably going to get the better track to suit. So I'm sticking with uh, Felix Majestic in the festival stakes. My last bet at Rose Hill is race 10, number nine, Smashing Eagle. This is where I got it mixed up from with the Janko yes. thing. I, I, this horse definitely needs something to go right for it eventually. I think it's finally going to get a good track. It's, this it's, horse is nearly your bunny, I reckon. Yeah, it's. I reckon I've been on it nearly every time. It's just you can look at its stats, second, tenth, second, second, first. And I reckon the only time I wasn't on it is when it comes first. And I've chuckled. I've followed it every time since, and I cannot get off it now. $7 a win. 250 a place is absolutely value for me. Legio 10 is a deserved favorite with from uh, with Nash in the saddle, but from barrier 13, I don't want to be taking $5.50. It's just too short for me. And that if she was if if that got out to about 
um, Smashing Eagles price, I probably would have a bet on it just as a little saver, but I just think the, the price of Smashing Eagle is about right. Good draw, good jockey. It's due for some luck now at 1,100 metres, and I'm not dropping off now, so I am with uh, Smashing Eagle in the final race Tell you at, what, at some- Rose Hill. Very good value in that race, and uh, if Smashing Eagle gets up, you might be having a smashed over the good. next day. It'd be, good. It'd be great, to, great way to end the quaddie picket and land that one too, more than likely. Absolutely one out. Heading up to Doombin. <laughs> <laughs> Heading up to Doombin. Uh, I'm in the race seven, which is the Channel 7 mode stakes, and I'm with a, I'm with the favourite in a bounty here. Favourite's lights going once again. Never missed a placing at Doombin. Loves the – never missed a placing over 1,200 metres. What race was this, sorry? Uh, race seven. Race seven. Race seven, number three, the Channel 7 – Mode stakes and yeah, just that win first up was just absolutely airborne. Six to twelve hundred meters now. I kind of would have liked to see him go up in distance instead of six to twelve hundred. But if the train is happy with it, so am I. Like that win first up was too hard to too hard to knock. Good, it's finally it's got a good barrier as well compared to the rest of the field. It's going to get the run of the race up there on the speed and at three dollars fifty. Still, it's still a pretty backable price of mine. So I'm with the favorite in the Channel Seven mode stakes. And my last bet at Doombin is that the other favorite song, sticking with the favorites here at Doombin, and that's Knight's Choice. Just missing the Malulbar Cup, uh, to like it's it's last up to come fourth, and it was eating ground off the field late, and it was due to win that. It, I think it is a better mile of horse. Um, steps up to 2,000 meters now for the first time, but I just think it's just going to relish it. Like everything else in the race is kind of peaked, maybe. I just don't think it's really going to be suited as, like, I think. Nice choices, rock hard fit. Now it's been some. It was. It's been running probably arguably better form races than a lot of these horses as well. Um, loves the track, and it's only had one race of a track for a win. So arguably undefeated. Hopefully, can stay undefeated. And three dollars ninety is a, definitely a backable price of mine. So I am with uh, Knight's choice in the Vale Wayne purchase handicap. Love it. My final bet of Saturday is I'm going to the, the feature race in Ascot. The winner bottom stakes. It's it's one hell of a wooden bottom. I'll give you that. I could have had four or five major bets race in this nine race. for everyone out there. But I'm not. I was. I definitely like. There's going to be a lot of speed in the race. Overpass won the Quokker last year. Like, it might have been earlier this year. I can't remember when it was, but it, absolutely, it beat Amelia's duel in that race. So it's coming up. It's going to lead. It's going to put some massive pace in the race. And the one that's going to absolutely absorb that, and you're getting double figures, is number four, Hot Z. Eleven dollars a win, three twenty a place. One last starter over 1,100 meters now. It's better over 1,200. Fourth up now, rock hard fit, loves the track, loves 1,200 meters, and it needs exactly what's going to happen in this race. It needs pace up front for the swoopers to come into play. And if if she gets the right run, which she probably will from gate two, I, I hope she gets in a good spot and that she's going to be in a good spot. And you're getting $11 a win and three twenty a play. So that's the absolute value better mind for the day in that race. It's just going to set up perfect and. Overpass is a deserved favorite, but I'm not keen to take three dollars ten when I'm getting um, eleven dollars a win for a hot benchmark that's just going to be coming back and running over the top of them. Like people will be doing cartwheels at eight twenty Eastern Standard Time if Hot Z gets up from there to finish off the day, mate. So you dominate. What about the CEO? Does he have anything, or will we just save the CEO? Favorite? Will save his bets. A lot of them I've liked from out here, but I need to have a look at the form guide. I don't want to give any um, non-tips out there that I'm not actually betting on myself. So. Uh, like I said, follow on the socials, follow on everything else you can. If you see JC in public, egg him. Please don't yes. egg at him. Yes, egg him as well. Uh, maybe take him to Bunnings and buy him a new beanstalk. We'll have to see how we go from there. But thanks for coming on again, Lottie. No worries, mate. Been a pleasure. See you all next week.